Hey, welcome to the Center in the Saint. I'm Alyssa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. And today you are going to love this podcast. It's all about a permission slip. Freedom, baby. <laughs> Freedom. So um, we got a great question yeah. from one of our listeners. Lay it out because it out. I'm already ready to jump on it. I know. How do you fit it all in? She said, prayer, meditation, Bible study, volunteering. How do I get it all done? The answer is, drum roll, please. You You don't. (laughs) And that's okay. Yes. I'm so thankful she sent in this question. I know. We were like talking about what we're going to talk about today. And I was, we just started on this topic and we couldn't stop. So we thought we better pick up the mic and go for it. Absolutely. Like, we just want to give you a little freedom, a little clarity, a little permission mm-hmm. today. You know, we put so much pressure on ourselves. Yeah. So much pressure. Um, nowhere in the Bible does it say you need to do these things every day. Yeah. You don't have to sit with your Bible every day for 20 minutes. Is it good? Yes. Yep. But do you have to do it? No. 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 Do you remember when God said, but do you love me? Mm. Yeah. Do you love me? Do you love God? That's what really matters. Do you know that Jesus died for your sins? That's what matters. The other stuff is icing on the cake. Absolutely. And sometimes it's not all about just... Sitting there and studying um, all the time. And that's useless if you're not out living it. Those those characters, those traits, that love with your family, with your friends, with your community and with the world. So we aren't just supposed to hold ourselves up in our house and do these things. But, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about seasons and there is a season where that might be what you're called to do is to learn and relish in God's word. But that's not every day always. It could be for somebody. That's right. But don't feel bad if it's not for you. And life stages, Mm. not seasons, life stages have a lot to do with what this looks like. I mean, if you have a newborn, I'm sorry, you are probably not going to make it a Bible study. You know, my prayer was when I had a newborn, dear God, let me sleep. Please, please, God, if you're, if there's a God, can I get some rest up in here? That's all I had. But you were praying. I See? was praying. Check. <laughs> yeah. Check that box, girl. Um, And that's the problem. The checky box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm a type A. Y'all probably know that by now if you've been listening a while. So I loved a post-it note. I love a to-do list. I love a check box, checked box. Sometimes I even write those things on there that I've already done so I can put a check beside them because it just feels so satisfying. But that is not a relationship with the Lord. That is not what he wants. When you have a close friend, (laughs) do you create a checklist? Like, I need to call her. I need to text her. I need to say a prayer for her. I need to go on a walk with her and create a checklist and think that your best friend is not going to love you or be in your life if you don't get all those things checked off your list in your relationship. Right. Or as a parent. Right. Or as a husband or wife. Right. Yep. Got us coffee. We had sex. Um, Making dinner. We're good. We're good. Don't have to talk to him again. (laughs) Check. (laughs) But 
I think we ought, this comes to comparison. We oftentimes will hear about someone or see someone's post with their coffee mug and like their beautiful view and their Bible spread out and it's like highlighted in pretty colors. And we're like, oh my gosh, I haven't done that. I don't have those highlighters. I'm not a good Christian. Look at her. If I were a good Christian, I would have a highlighted Bible and that would be my view because God would love me more. Not the case. <laughs> I love it. It's so true. Like I do not know. One woman that hasn't thought that, that is striving to grow in her relationship with the Lord. Like we, we post these things. I'm guilty of it. Um, you know, that is not my life every day, people. Okay. Especially with virtual learning. I was going to say, turns out some of y'all are a little bit busy right now. You know, you got Google Classroom going on. Maybe your prayer right now is, dear God, let Google Classroom crash so we can just have a day of peace in my house. Hey, you're acknowledging there's a God and you're praying. <laughs> That's right. And sometimes it is literally reading the scripture calendar by your sink as you're washing dishes and you're reflecting on that scripture. Now, can that be enough forever? No. But is that something? Yes. I mean, I talk to God all day long. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's crazy. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, really, God? Like, he's like my BFF. Um, And I'm sure... (laughs) I'm sure he's like, Allison, I need to put you on hold for a minute. <laughs> These other two to 20 billion calls. Their house no. is on fire, Allison. Pause. <laughs> Actually, he can handle all of it. Just so you know, never slumber, slumbers or sleeps. But, you know, I think that we put, we have these expectations about what it should look like, that we should be able to meditate Uh there ain't no meditating in my house these days. Right. There, I'm never alone. How can I meditate? And yeah. if and if I if everybody is online, then the dogs decide to chase a squirrel and I have to, you know, yeah. listen to their barking or someone rings the doorbell or the Internet goes down or someone has a break in class and comes down for a snack or I mean, oh, my gosh, there's no meditating, but that's OK. Right. And it is OK because um I don't think in the Bible it says that you have to meditate for a certain amount of uh, minutes to be a Christian. <laughs> I didn't read that yet. I'm still getting not. to the Bible. I haven't looked for that, but I know that's not in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Somebody would have spoken about before now. Um, but, you know, it's interesting because I didn't come into the Bible until my 30s. And so I didn't even know where the books of the Bible were. Um, right. You know, some people know how many books there are. How many books are there in the Bible? Do you know? 66. See, I don't know that. Just so you know, oh, well, I'll be well, I don't know everything. Right. But the truth is, in the beginning, the way that I could understand and connect with God the best for me was journaling. Because I had to just let it all out. I had to let God know about how I felt about this whole life that I had led thus far. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if he was this great God, can we talk about where he's been for the past so many years? <laughs> but the truth is, um, which you all already probably know this. God was there. It's just I wasn't looking or like entertaining him, if you will, like, hey, God, (laughs) looking to him for anything at that point in my life. And so for me to sit with God and just hash out how angry I was at him, even though it wasn't his fault, that's where I needed to be journaling. Now, opening the Bible at that time would have done me no good because I would have seen, oh, my gosh, look at all these rules of the Old Testament. I wouldn't even know there was a New Testament. (laughs) You know, and I would thought, well, screw it. I'm done. Never mind. Well, you were preparing your heart for mm. the next step. I love that. I mean, we are all in different places on our journeys. And sometimes we 
even when we've hit a certain mile marker on that journey, there are life stages or phases that can hit the pause on that or can set us back Mm -hmm. um, on that journey or that can catapult us forward. And I think it's okay to realize that and God knows it and he's still there wherever we are on that journey, but it doesn't have to look the same. So something that you always had time for in the past, Mm -hmm. but don't now, that's okay. Just reevaluate the situation and where you can fit the Lord in, whether it's singing praise and worship songs in your car Mm -hmm. or in your shower. So let me ask, let me go back to your journaling though. So you were preparing your heart. You were, you were letting some things out, but I want to hear more specifics on how you were doing that. But it sounds like you were kind of using this as a way to talk to the Lord, Mm -hmm. to clear out some things, to allow more room for him in your heart. For sure. Because I, um, my, I, my mind is busy. And so by writing, I was focused more. And so I was able to spend more time actually focusing on what I was writing. And so that's just how my mind works. I can't just sit there and think about something because then my shopping list comes up or I don't know, a movie I watched. <laughs> and that's so me that, too. that's how I stayed focused and God and I just hashed it out. I love that. And even while I was writing, and this is why I encourage people to journal because I didn't know what journaling meant. Um, to me, it sounded like this special talent or something, but really I was just writing like I would write in a diary. Like, God, this feels really bad. And da, 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 da. And then next thing you know, my mind is coming up with a thought that is not of me. Like, that is not my normal thought process. So where did that come from? You know, that was God helping speak into the situation as I'm resolving something as I'm writing out. I've never thought of that before. Hmm. Interesting. So that is kind of how God worked through my journaling. And it's great because I can go back and look at how God has shown up. And how God has spoken to me in the past. I really like that. And I think, you know, journaling can occur in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you carry a notebook around, if you have a quiet minute in the car, not that there's much carpool these days, but some of us are in school or, you know, some kids are in school, whether it's carpool. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to do a lot in the preschool carpool line. Mm-hmm. I would write notes to people. I would do my Bible study. I made use of that time. Um Maybe you're sitting with your elementary kid while they're online, but you've got your journal there and you're both working, but you're doing different things. We have to be okay with not doing what we've always done Mm -hmm. because it can look different. And so, like I said, reevaluating that and seeing what it looks like. One of the things that I think we hear a lot is I just can't read the Bible. I don't understand it. Um, I don't get it. I try I remember speaking um, at a Bible study and I mentioned that often I use different translations of the Bible. And this woman came up to me afterwards and she said, oh, my gosh, you've changed my life. Well, it wasn't really me. It was just something I said, but she was being very sweet. (laughs) And she said, I have always because I grew up as a Baptist in the Baptist church. She said, I've always thought that I had to read the King James version Mm -hmm. of the Bible, because that's what the church said was the best version. There's legalism again, right? Right. The church telling you, not God telling you. And when I said, I can't even understand the King James version. I read, you know, the NIV or the ESV, or sometimes I pull out the message. And um, when something doesn't even make sense in the NIV, and she was so excited 
she went straight from class to buy herself a new Bible in a different translation. I love that. I think she was at my table because I think it was at the Bible study, actually. You um, probably were. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and this is another thing that I got caught up in. I remember um, years ago hearing you teach on something and you took this one verse and you spoke about five words. You spoke about the same five words for 20 minutes. And I thought, how in the heck did she get all that from those five words? <laughs> and then I felt like, well, I must not be reading it right. Or I just can't read the Bible. That's where that came from. But it wasn't time for me to understand the Bible in that way because I still needed to get my foundation of the Bible. I still didn't even know where all the books of the Bible were. Um, And so it's okay if you don't find yourself opening up the Bible and having these huge epiphanies from this one um, phrase because that's what the Allisons are for. She's already done all of the other work. She's just a little further along on the path than I am. But I have so much farther to go. We all do, but it's okay. I can't compare myself to what Allison is, and you can't compare yourself to what your neighbor's doing because that's not where you are yet. That's not where God has you. You might be learning in a different way. I remember one of the first women's Bible studies I did was um, a Beth Moore study. If you want to know where the books of the Bible are, do one of her studies. You'll be in the Bible every day for a very long time. But that's what I needed because she could unpack the Bible in a way that I could understand it and apply it directly to my life and do the hard stuff. If I were just reading the Bible for myself at that time and not listening to a wiser person, I wouldn't have gotten anything out of it. Listen, it's so true. This has occurred over um, a decade and a half for me. Mm -hmm. I really didn't start getting into the Word of God um, I'm 47 now. I was probably 30, 30. Yeah. Um, cause that's when I started my first adult Bible study. Mm-hmm. It has taken years and years. And I think people often, they want to know how do I, how do I get that much from the Bible or how do I know if God is speaking to me? And I think we do people are looking for the easy answer Mm. and the easy solution. Like I so wish that there was one thing that I could tell you, like do this and you will know when God is speaking, do that. And you will understand the word of God. It is work. It is dedication. It is digging in. It is reading resources. It is learning from others. It is having conversations. It is, truly a relationship and it takes just like your marriage takes work it doesn't just happen right Mm -hmm. you've got to have conversations you've got to know each other it takes humility and kindness and love and all of these things and you just have to get in there and you just have to keep doing it and so often I will get frustrated with myself even at this time at this phase on my journey I get frustrated with myself like how can you not know that by now or how could you forget that You wrote a whole book on that and you've already forgotten those lessons or whatever. You can't remember that scripture. I'm terrible at remembering that. But then I will look back to how far I have come Mm -hmm. from the beginning. And that encourages me. Yeah. And, you know, it probably didn't look like sitting down every morning from six o'clock to 630 with your Bible and your coffee. It may have been um, an entire week of trying to listen to the same sermon on the podcast player. It may look like um, sitting with a hurting friend and then suddenly you remembering a great story from church and you can talk about what your pastor said about that 
that's the same. That's right. That's worship. When we talk about God, when we share God's goodness with other people, when we um, drop everything we're doing uh, to sit with our children and do chalk art Mm -hmm. and just embrace that moment, that is worship to God. It is. It doesn't have to be with a live band in front of you with cool lights, um, crying your eyes out. Sometimes just going for a walk and looking at all the things that were created and just thanking God. Maybe that's all you get to do today. And that's enough. Do it. You know, sometimes I think that when you think that when you have little children that um, it's so much harder to fit things in. And I used to feel that way. Uh, when I had littles, and as I look back, I see now that teenagers are actually a little more <laughs> stressful and time-consuming sometimes. Because when we were li- when the kids were little, and we would take walks, we would do those little prayer walks. I would say, kind of pray out loud with them, and I'd say, "Let's talk about all the things we're thankful for with uh-huh. God." And we're like, "Oh, the birds and the blue sky," and you know, there's my teenagers are not going to do that. <laughs> Right. My seven year old or my five year old would or my three year old. That was really cool then. Um, Also, they went to bed. My kids went to bed at like 630. I had the whole night. That's how I wrote all those books during that time in my life. (laughs) The girl can't write books because her kids are up all night. Now, now I'm asleep before my children are, you know, I mean, I'm (laughs) and I'm staying up to make sure they're home or whatever. Life stages look different. Yeah. So. I think what we just want everyone to hear today is no matter where you are, God will meet you there. If you open your eyes and you're open your ears, it could be you doing dishes. It could be just you doing dishes and thanking God that you have dishes to clean because I can get real angry doing dishes sometime at seven o'clock at night, but pausing and refusing to fall into that little rut of being angry that I'm doing dishes. (laughs) How am I doing this? I'm going to thank God that I get to do these dishes tonight. And then I had a family that came to the table to eat with me. I love that. And refusing to fall into the trap of thinking that your prayers, your, um, your time with God doesn't count because it doesn't look a certain way or it doesn't look like someone else's or it doesn't look the way it used to in your life before the phase that you're in right now. Don't let that take a grip on you. Um, reevaluate where you are and figure out how you will fit God in. And, and as Melissa even mentioned before we came on, um, you may only be able to sit down on Saturday mornings for 30 minutes with God and open your Bible. Yeah. Like one day for extended period of time, one day a week, but you're, but you're doing it and you're filling in the gaps throughout the week with other things. We just want to give you that freedom the Lord will meet you wherever you are mm-hmm. in your walk with him, in your time with him. But I do want to just say there's more time than you think. Mm. So do not use it as an excuse to not fit him in because we do have a lot more time than we realize. Uh, it depends on what we're filling our time with. So I do love that because I was thinking that earlier today. If we are choosing... um. If we're choosing to watch a Netflix binge for two or three hours a night to um, unstress or de-stress or whatever, we could use 30 minutes of that. Totally. And so sometimes I think we get caught up in this. I am so busy. I don't have time to do anything, but this is what I'm called to do. So if I say I'm called to um, 
you know, be a Christian speaker and writer and wife and mom, but I'm spending all of my time Netflix binging. I'm either not honoring the calling that I have right now, or I'm not being honest with myself about what my calling is. I doubt my calling is a Netflix binge. I can assure you that's probably not anyone's calling. (laughs) Right. And so I don't know a lot, but I'm pretty sure I know that. I do think it's important to evaluate where you think that God is um, asking you to be right now and what it is that God wants you to work on. It could be, hey, I need right now. God is talking to me about working on my self-control and my body, meaning my body is a temple. God said that, you know, our bodies are temples for the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so... I feel like God is calling me to be very particular about the choices of the food I'm putting in my body and taking good care of the temple. But that is for me. That's not for anybody else. Maybe it is, but that's not for me to give to anybody else, right? And so what is God calling you specifically to right now? And where will you carve out that time? And what does it look like? Yeah. And for me, I listen to podcasts on um, mental health um, because that's important to me right now. Right. Uh, And so just honoring where God has you, embracing it with joy, and just one step at a time. When you know you're in line with what he's calling you to do and with your time and your gifts and your service, then nothing else matters. When you know you're honoring his desire for you, do not use comparison Mm -hmm. to steal that away. And I do think taking something that comes your way because um, then sometimes if you're a people pleaser, lots of stuff comes your way. Absolutely. And it's like, you could be the vice president of the PTA. And then I have to take that and I have to look at it and go, why would I do this? Would I be doing this because it will make me feel more important? Because that's not what God's calling me to right now. Would I be doing this so people could see me more? Also not what God's calling me to right now. And so you have to take everything that comes your way and compare it to what God has asked you to do or what you feel like is your season right now. And if it doesn't fit in, you just can't do it right now. Absolutely. Maybe not ever. Maybe not never. I don't know. Maybe you'll come back around to it. But oftentimes when we say, how do you fit it all in? It's because we're trying to cram too much in. Those value. It's funny that you mentioned that because I ran across my list that I started in December where I had laid out my priorities for 2020. Hang on a second. Wait a minute. What was your word? You wanted to be what? Oh, I can't remember. You said you wanted to be bored. Oh, bored. Oh. We can thank Allison for the pandemic. Oh, I sure did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's my fault, people. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. What were you Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Well, right. It, I ran across this list and it was like, these are the only things that I will do. I will volunteer the middle school library uh-huh. this twice a month. I will volunteer um, at church every other week. I will focus on Center and Saint podcast and then we're like two other. And of course, like Matt and the kids were at the top. But that was going to be my list to go back to. Mm-hmm. If anyone asked me to do anything else, I was going to say, no, that doesn't fall in line with my plan. And I sort of picked it up and I was like, huh, that's funny. That's really funny, God. Because now it's like, there's nothing. Right? But you are doing all those things. Yeah. You are. I mean, you're volunteering. I mean, you have been volunteering now that the doors are open. 
right? Yeah, that's true. I am volunteering at church. Yeah. Not in the way I generally volunteer, but yes, I am volunteering now at church. It took a while. Yeah. And you and I am doing some things remotely on yes, with Word documents for the PTA. So that's that's exciting. And you have honored that. And and I do say that when you write it out, somewhere it gets kind of imprinted in the back of your head mm. and you end up steering in that direction. But it's it's almost like setting healthy boundaries for yourself. Without, it is. You know, making a list of priorities is almost setting healthy boundaries for yourself and your family and your schedule. But definitely stopping and evaluating it before I'm asked, checking in with God, mm-hmm. having conversations and in prayer with him about what those priorities should be mm-hmm. before you're asked is super important. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to uh, talk more about that on another podcast in the future. Yeah. Thanks oh. for saying you want to be bored this year. Oh, sorry <laughs> about that, people. Uh, well, hey, just remember... Today's your permission slip. See God, follow him, fit him in, but it's okay to look differently than other people and yeah. the way it may have looked before in your life. So we love you all. Thanks for listening. And we'll look forward to being with you next week on The Center in the Saint. See ya.